Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine, Pete Patterson. Holly Roberts is back. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey. How was your trip? Good. Uh, we're going to get a full rundown of, uh, I think Holly was in New York. Uh, we're going to run down of that. I want a deep tease, I was, if I may. I, I was not in New York. You were? You were in New York? I thought you were in New York, too. Wait a second. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. I think that I heard... From Donna, I didn't start the New York rumor. I heard it from someone else. Said with a solid amount of authority. Donna, did you start this? I I could have. I thought somebody <laughs> said I I may have heard from Grant the game of telephone. As you know, were you in New Mexico? No. Okay, let's keep guessing. Were you were anywhere you in, new? Were well, you in New work? All right. Well, now we have to play the game. Yep. 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 <laughs> I was um, not in New York City. I was not in New Mexico. Can okay. we ask this question? Were oh. you in a different state? Yes. Okay. okay, okay, all right, all right. we got this, we got it, we got it, process uh, of elimination here. All right, Donna, where would one go in uh, in, in late April? Hawaii? Were no. you in Hawaii? Oh, okay. not in Hawaii. Um, okay. in Hawaii. Uh, Pacific uh, Northwest? Oh, Seattle, did you go to Seattle? No. Okay, okay. All right. Um, how about good. the Liberty Bell, Brotherly Love, Philadelphia? <laughs> Neglected to vacation in Philadelphia. <laughs> Were okay. you in Cape Cod? No, I was not in Cape Cod. Am I getting closer? We would like a poor, a region of the country, please. Um, let's see, southeast quadrant. Okay. Okay, southeast. Uh, were you in Florida? I was in Florida. Yeah, you were. Okay. Right now, wait, 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 wait. Now, you can two people can say, "Hey, I just spent a week vacationing in Florida," and they could have been in. Very, very different places. Mm-hmm. Were you in Miami? I was not in Miami. Fort Lauderdale. No, Fort Lauderdale. Key West. No, Key West. Sarasota. Sarasota. No, Sarasota. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Not in the Bay. Or- Orlando. 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 No. Yeah, oh, I would okay. agree. Uh, okay. Jacksonville. Naples. Ooh. No, no, no. I don't think she went. Tallahassee? No, I did I not think... visit the state's capital, Tallahassee. Holly, I don't think she was actually in Florida, Donna. We just named every geographical place you could be in Florida. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I have friends in, uh, uh, what's it called? It's uh, There's a nickname for it. It's on the left side. <laughs> the left side. It's, okay, so on west, the west coast of Florida. West. It's on the left side. The Panhandle area, are we talking about? St. Pete's. St. Pete's? Yeah. That's right near Tampa. No. Oh, no, no, All right, no. tell us what we were doing. Were you? No, no. Yes, I was on the panhandle. There we go. Oh. No. Yeah. You just went for a beach vacation? Yeah, I went to stare at the void for a week. Oh, oh good for you. How how's was How's the that? void doing? The void is fantastic. Oh, me Woke up, void. found a chair, 
Yeah. Sat in the chair. Yes. <laughs> and then it. I got up out of the chair and then I went back to sleep and then I got back in the chair again. Love oh, it. Oh, did you hear the ocean? Well, yes, I was sitting right <laughs> I was looking at it. I was looking at it. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah. No did, Was it warm? Uh, actually, it was a little cold. And I will okay. say that I was the only person on the beach wearing a full sweatsuit with a blanket. They probably thought I was at a sanatorium from the 19th century, con- convalescing from my illness. Meanwhile, people are crushing crushing uh, Mick Ultras at 1030 in the with morning no and with on. no shirts on. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm here with my blanket. And a kombucha. And staring out into the... Uh, into the distance. Oh, it sounds amazing. Oh, actually, I had Topo Chico and non-alcoholic beer. It was nice. Oh, What's Topo nice. Chico? Topo Chico is the best sparkling water that's out there. Oh, oh. Topo Chico. May I throw another one into the ring if we're going to get into the best sparkling waters? Please. For my money, and I, I haven't tried Topo Chico, um, Spindrift is expensive, but Spindrift Lemon for me is the best individual can of sparkling water I've ever had. Which, what flavor do you like with the old Topo Chico? Just plain. They oh. do have it in lime. They have a hint of lime. Okay. But the thing about Topo Chico, yeah, it is a splurge. Yeah. But it's my cold one that I have at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Nice. Just, and That's it's a glass nice. bottle. You just pop it open. The carbonation is superb. Oh, oh chef's kiss. It's so good. Wow. Oh, wow. I love it. It's a nice treat. Just so everybody knows that this wasn't a bit uh, in in our in our shared in our shared Google Doc that we all look at here, it says the, the here are the top two lines. Holly is back, and then I added in. Give us some New York highlights. I thought that was from Steve's trip to New York because I was like, Steve, you were in New York City. Oh. No. A week ago, yeah, a little while back. A little while back. In I was in Burbank oh, last week. You were week. in Old Burbank on San Fernando Boulevard. I, I was, was in Bloomington. <gasps> I was on San Fernando Boulevard. Oh, Gotta yeah. stay out of this. Yeah, Sorry, I was on Sorry, San Fernando Boulevard. Yeah, and that's where it's all happening. The Hilton Garden Inn. Oof. It was a real journey. Oh, um, yeah. Speaking of which, let, let us deep tease at eleven thirty today. Rocco's off today, so I don't think we have a cover story today. Right, I don't think he left one behind. That for is Mike. correct. So at eleven thirty today, um, we're going to take your calls. So this is a deep tease, but you can email us now, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. I'd like to know what your embarrassing or funny travel story was, and I'll give you a, a jumping off point. Hmm. Stevie Boy was on the plane coming back from aforementioned Burbank, and we get toward the end of the flight. And I keep waiting. You know, there's the line of people to go to the bathroom. Everybody keeps, everybody gets up. They know when the initial descent is about to begin. And so everybody's going back there, back there, back there. And I just keep turning and I, you know, the red light is on. So it's locked. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just waiting. Finally, finally, I get a green light. So then I start making my way through, trying not to bump people through the aisle. I finally get to the lavatory. And then I open it and immediately see a woman seated on the toilet looking at me. Oh, no. And then she says, oh, sorry, sorry. And she I was like, saying oh, no. sorry. <laughs> she, she was the one to say, I mean, I felt sorry for her, but she was correct in saying sorry to me because she didn't lock the door. Oh, God. And I opened mistake. at 35,000 feet. You don't understand. When you look someone in the eyes who is sit- seated on a toilet a foot away from you, 
It's not like it was down the hall and I saw her and was like, oh, you should probably lock the door. I mean, I was eyeball to eyeball with this lady. Oh, no. I was darn near our knees almost touched. Once you open the lavatory door, if she's seated on that thing, she's she's almost in the aisle. It was a tough moment. And so uh, I walked back and I gave it about five minutes so that she could go back and we would never have to see one another on this side of eternity ever again. Wow, she probably had a blanket over her head at that point. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I she wa- just owned it. It was like, yeah. you know, it happens. Yeah, so, it happens. So the question is, uh, what's an embarrassing, funny thing that's happened to you while mm. traveling? I posted this on my Facebook, too. We already have a lot of great responses coming in. So we'll do that at 1130. I love it. Okay. That sounds amazing. Um, hey, let's talk about the writer's strike. And, uh, well, it... There's not a writer's strike yet, yes. but there's one looming. Yeah, I, I came across an interesting write-up on it because I keep hearing about it abstractly. I'm going to give you three reasons why they could be headed for a strike tonight at midnight if a new deal is not uh, struck. Mm. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, some fun news about the morning show yes, as well. Queen. Uh, so we'll do that when we return. It's Donna and Steve. Hey, guys, it's Donna Spire Credit Union, where I happen to be a member. And you know what? Spire has loans to borrow for any purpose. Spire finances newer used vehicles and they make the process super easy. They get the loans done fast and they've got low rates to get you more car for your money. Remember, you don't have to finance through the dealer. In fact, Spire also offers extended warranty plans with better coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. And listen to this. Spire has an auto refinance guarantee where they guarantee to beat your non-Spire auto loan rate or they will give you 50 bucks. Just ask a Spire rep for more information. Spire's been in the business since the 1930s with 22 branches in the metro and in Minnesota. Newest location, by the way, is in Golden Valley, just off 394. Find more information at myspire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA, an equal housing opportunity lender. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Writer strike in Hollywood could cause a lot of problems. Do you want to go back to 2007 or whatever that time was when we were watching nothing but reality TV? <laughs> I was also reminded this morning that on the late night shows, which is where they see an immediate impact, right? They've they've scripted shows have a runway ahead of them where they can you won't notice per se immediately. However, right, late shows right. you will. I, I forgot this, but Conan O'Brien back then decided to um, start a bit where he would see how long he could spin his wedding ring on the desk. (laughs) And it became very interesting. And it's like, oh, well, I guess this is what we have. So I've been hearing about this. Hey, there might be a writer's strike. There might be a writer's strike. The deadline, by the way, midnight tonight. Mm. So they've got to get a deal struck before then. But I didn't really understand why i guess i always think like well i pay i guess they want pay to be better but there are a few specific reasons that i was reading this morning in a uh, little newsletter that comes to my mailbox called the morning brew and here's what they say is going down a few reasons why it's harder to earn a living a middle class living as a writer shorter series in the previous television era shows like how i met your mother reliably turned out seasons with 20 plus episodes but now Streamers are prioritizing seasons with 8 to 12 episodes. Okay. Apparently that has caused a little bit of a kerfuffle. I knew there was a, a streaming uh, argument 
there somewhere. I didn't know specifically why. And perhaps, too, um, you know, studios might not be feeling the hit as much as if you're a writer and you get paid episodically and then that season goes from we used to do 24 a year and now we do eight. It's yeah. a little di- more difficult for them, whereas streamers we know are paying money like crazy to production companies and to studios to acquire these properties. And so maybe that's one of the, the things that's happening there. Another thing is residuals. So in, we think streaming with residuals. So historically, if you had a writing credit on a television show and that show was aired as a rerun, you would earn a royalty payment known as a residual. Streaming, however, has disrupted that income stream as well. Because it, when does something become a rerun? If it's streaming, you could watch the show oh, that's, yes. seven times, and it never registers as a rerun. As a so there's yeah, yeah, as a rerun. So you don't get that residual payment, that mailbox money that everybody loves. Also, they say something called mini rooms. In the streaming age, writers often work in uh, these mini rooms where they crank out scripts at low wages for shows that may or may not be made. So they say there's a lot of frustration here. Last month, 97% of eligible members of the Writers Guild of America, which represents most of the working writers in Hollywood, they all voted to authorize a strike, all 97.85% of them, in an agreement with, if in agreement rather with uh, major studios was not reached. That's the most support for a work stoppage in the union's history. So barring some sort of a deal at like 11 Pacific tonight, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't seem so great. Well, you know, and, and things like um, Saturday Night Live, where you have writers who are also performers, that kind of gets tricky, too. I mean, that sh- right. that's a perfect example of a show that will probably just stop. Yeah, that would be a difficult one to continue. And the Writers Guild has acknowledged that there are some people who are in the Writers Guild, but they're also in the Directors Guild. They're also in the Screen Actors Guild. They might perform other functions. So the WGA has said, look, you can you can cross a picket line like from a legal standpoint if you're going to go in and just direct or just act. But they also said our encouragement is that you would not cross a picket line of your fellow Guild members. But it, that's sticky. It's sticky for, you know, everybody's got to make a living. Yeah. And uh, it's a tough call that people will have to make. Yeah, because if you cross the picket line now, you know, everyone hates you. But if you don't... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, then your wife or your husband is like, hey, we got to feed you. the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a little bit of a uh, challenging scenario. So by tomorrow... This time we'll tomorrow, we will definitely know. Yeah. Um, Steve, where are you on um, uh, the morning show? Um, I'm at the end of uh, the second season. Come on, man. Are new episodes out right now? No. No. Not but, till the but fall. But the end of the second season, that's all he can do. 
Oh, you said the end of the second? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Because yeah. season three will start in the, in the fall. Okay, you're so right, you are Steve, up to date. Right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, I'm, I'm still sorry. only four episodes into beef, though. Okay. Are you going to continue that? Um, I'm sensing probably not. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. It was, it was good. Good, not great. And so of all the things that you got to, and now it's lighter, later outside now. The weather's finally going to turn around. I don't know if that's going to be the show that I wind down to each night. Okay. Well, they are short, the episodes, for true. the most part. That is true. You're right I did about finish that. it. I very much liked it. I thought it was great. One to ten. Eight. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Holly? Yeah. Uh, almost done with it. Give it a nice eight to nine. I, well, actually, okay. I will say... It is my favorite new show of 2023 so far. Wow. Okay. That's something. Beef. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you know what else is back? Um, oh, God. What's it called? Somebody Somewhere? Mm-hmm. With uh, Bridget Everett. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Really great show. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Forget it. That's what, that's what we're going with. It is somebody some, Somewhere. It is Somebody Somewhere. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Very, On HBO. And it's back. Um, Apple TV Plus is locking in another season of the morning show. So they uh, just got the green light for a season four. Wow. Um, Before season three even aired. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. And by the way, season three will have new additions to the cast, including John Hamm. He's going to play a corporate titan with his sights on UBA. Um, And Nicole Bahari as a new anchor on the show. Uh, Juliana Margulies will reprise her role. Uh, and As Tig- the doctor from ER. Incorrect. Okay. And Tig Notaro, uh, Stephen Fry, and Natalie Morales will all have recurring parts. How about that? Oh, whoa. But I think it's the actor Natalie Morales, not... Not the, the Today Show. Correct. There's an actress, Natalie Morales? Yes. And how funny that Let's she gets up. put on like a morning television show. Yes. That's so true. Wow. Um, That's interesting. I'm very interested. Natalie Morales. Yeah, yeah. I also saw, by the way, um, little behind the scenes things. They just wrapped season three production of Only Murders in the Building. And just seeing I saw uh, Meryl Streep on set and stuff like that. I'm all, I'm all excited for that. Looks really cool. Yeah. All right. Guess who's here? How long has he been there? Uh, about a good 45 minutes. He was here before I got here. <laughs> yeah, he Stop was on it. our show. He's trying to get Stop on the Jason and Alexis now. All right, fine. Uh, the Big Three with Maddie B when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Friends, what's up? It's Stevie Boy for my buddies at Origin Meals. So I was just talking about how it's like going to be lighter later. And what do you want to do? You kind of just like want to stay outside. You don't want to be cooped up in the kitchen. I'm about to tell you how you can save time and you can eat better. Origin Meals. Go to OriginMeals.com. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, Lou and I have had this. So let me tell you, it is really delicious food that is delivered fresh, never frozen, to your door and it's really cool because what they do is they they have a rotating menu each week and I mean they care so deeply about the food that they give you they're making meals from scratch uh, it, it's local you're gonna love what you eat but then each week you can hand pick the meals that you want from their rotating menu and then we would get all excited some of the sauces that come with these meals those alone I'd just be like well I could drink that sauce on its own I'll have it neat seriously guys it's a great way for you to save time and eat better go to originmeals.com mention you're a my talker you can save 30 percent off your first order originmeals.com hey guys welcome back appreciate you listening it's donna and steve on my talk 1071 
We're so talking fun. And every Monday at this time, we have a very special guest from in the newsroom. His name is Matt Belanger. Kick Come on, it. Matt, talk to me. That's that guy from the TV. That is one messed up little dude. Maddie, Maddie, <laughs> Maddie. Talking with Matt on Monday. Woo, that is one messed up little dude. Fierce Blend Holly. That was excellent. <laughs> Blend. That, was, Blend. that audio transition was uh, um, on fleek as the children. Oh, no. oh, I'm going to stop you there, honey. I'm We're going to stop you there. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I hope it was used in a proper way. Oh, perhaps. So. It was. Hello. Yeah. Even though no one's saying it anymore. Hi, yeah. everybody. Hey. I, well, hey, I, it's just coming to my world, okay? All right, so. it's fine. Yeah, new, we don't turn to news for like, what's hip? No offense, Matt. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you guys all look like a bunch of bankers walking around with your ties. Hey, I changed my hair trying to get a little more trendy, so it looks now, watch you know, it. Matt, you mentioned that you changed your hair, and I saw this post on a Facebook. wavy, yeah. I'm embracing it's, it's, my curl. Is that what it is? Just a little less producty up front, a little more natural wave? Yeah, I'm, I'm retiring the flat iron. I, I've never flat ironed my hair. I'm kidding. So, but I have naturally curly hair, and instead of like trying to like Cute. whip it into submission every day, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm literally just letting it do its thing. And I, it looks great. Yeah, it's it not looks- that big of a change, but it's it's big for me. What would yeah. you look like with a beard? Oh, I bet he'd look great with a beard. Oh yeah, get an Oak Ridge Boys beard, Matt. Yeah. I'll let you start, talk to management about that. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> oh, just maybe a soul patch. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I have yeah. standards. Matt, Matt, come over to Donna's camera. I want to see your hair no. real quick. I wasn't sure if I was seeing a before or an after picture. I was I like, know. I think that's what his hair always looks just like. Just look at my Facebook page, buddy. Just It's okay. Compare the photos on my face. Donna, whatever. take a picture of his hair. No. Steve, I'm comfortable <laughs> sitting in your seat <laughs> because you're remote today. So oh. I'm in my happy place, buddy. It's almost like you're not here. <laughs> Wouldn't you prefer it that way? <laughs> no, let's be kidding. honest. Just kidding. You ready? Um, right. Yeah, let's, oh, do, yeah, it. let's do it. Okay. Right, number number one. one. Oh, I sense the enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm so glad I come every day, every Monday. Uh, uh, potholes. They're horrible. <laughs> Epic. Terrible. terrible. Uh, say, say yes if you've whacked into one. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you hear your <laughs> suspension break. You're like, well, that probably yeah. cost me $2,000. This is going to make you mad. But it's the way that it is. So MnDOT says, heard of it? Yeah, heard of it. Says that the, uh, the claims for people whose vehicles have been damaged by potholes on state maintained roads, like Interstate 94, for right. example, they've tripled this year. Okay, tripled number of claims. Ooh, wow. Do you know how many of those claims actually result in, like, for example, Donna getting money back from the state uh, for the damage to the vehicle for whacking into the pothole? Um, no idea. Probably Al- none. Almost very, very few. Very few. For example, last year is 140 claims, and eight of them got paid out. Whoa! Whoa. That's yeah. a low percentage. Class action lawsuit. Well, but here's scratch on Brian on the line, Donna. Here is the thing. So this year there were like 400 <laughs> claims of people whacking into big potholes and saying, "Hey, hell, you know, pay for this damage to my car." And those bills are like well over a thousand dollars sometimes, as we all know. But here's the thing, MnDOT's explaining it's kind of in the fine print, of course. Oh. This, in order for the state to be liable to have to pay you for damage to your car if you hit a pothole, the state has to have already been notified that the pothole was there. Oh. And
and been given certain amount of time to fix it. So you can't just... So they don't pay out just because your vehicle was damaged. It only has to be if, you know, it had already been reported and they had a chance to fix it and, and they did Reported didn't. by you? Or anyone. Okay. Because then then they would be considered negligent, negligent. because yep. they knew and had a chance and didn't fix. And that turns out to be like virtually none of these situations. I got to be honest. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm. Well, that's why I he- I'm here. I may not be cool, but I'm full of info. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know that you could that you could file a claim. Correct. I, didn't, I didn't know with that either. With the state, yeah. I knew you could with your insurance company, right? Maybe, but I don't not know if it's un- covered in this case. Or not, but, but so, right, that state, uh, the state of course runs the interstates. You could. I don't know what the process is. There, I'm sure there's some kind of process with the city of Minneapolis, for example. If you hit a big pothole on a city street, maybe you can try to get some money. You know, you have to know whose road you're on, basically. But Got it. Anyway, but the, the long and the short is, I mean, people are, are learning. Filing these claims that uh, they're not actually getting paid and that's in the fine print. Sorry. Got it. There you go. Fine print is stupid. I know. Number. Oh, number two. It's hard when you're not in the same room. I get it. Um, I'm not going to hold it against you. Thank you. you. An Olympic gold medalist and Minnesota native coming home for something really, really cool. Cross-country skiing world champion Jesse Diggins is getting ready for the next competition on the world stage. And it's going to be held right now. Here <gasps> in Minnesota. What is it? So Diggins was, has been very busy meeting with top leaders of the Lopet Foundation at Theater Worth Park over the weekend. And it is now announced Theater Worth is going to host the 2024 Lopet Cup next February. And that's going to be the first cross country skiing World Cup held in the U.S. in 20 years. And wow. it's here in our backyard. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's awesome. How neat is that? Wow, super neat. Do, you might remember Jesse Diggins like very dramatically won gold too, where the, I remember the announcer was like losing his mind mm-hmm. as she crossed the finish line. That's cool that she's bringing it back home. Way to go. Yeah, and she's the only American, I think, who's won, uh, you know, world competition for cross-country skiing i think uh so she's she is um she's just an amazing athlete and how cool is it the, the folks with the lopet foundation said she was totally instrumental in bringing this world uh, in competition Makes to, sense. to minnesota That's awesome. I mean, she made it happen basically a big part of it we so. should all go to it it's right down the road, basically. Should, should we do it? Yeah. I mean, should we make a plan? We'll see you in 2024. Yeah. Steve, are you going to be busy yeah. that day? Maybe uh, I can be filling in. I, I will. Uh, <laughs> he's already plotting 2024 dates. That's... He's hoping I'm not even a part of the station in 2024. <laughs> he's not looking for vacation. Oh, my gosh. Come on. What is it? Kelly, Mark, and Steve? That's a great ring to it. Yeah. yeah I'm open to it. Anyway. Uh, how about we do another one? All Bye. right. Number, Number three. It is Melanoma Monday today. You know that we care about you. We love you, my talk listeners, and we care about your health. We want you to be healthy. And um, the first Monday in May is always Melanoma Monday. And it's uh, determined, uh, determined. It is um, meant to raise awareness about skin cancer. And the cool thing about this is today, many, many healthcare providers across the area are offering free. Stop it. Skin cancer checkups. Cool. I, do you know, I did not know this. And on my way into work, I was thinking, I got to get a hold of my dermatologist. Mm. I need. I just oh. want to get a, a check. And I think something that people don't think about is your head. Right. Even, sure. you know. I, even if you have hair. Even if, even you're not if you bald. have hair. Yep. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, because that's constantly exposed to the sun. Mm-hmm. 
So that's something to think about. Yeah. And listen, folks. Uh, well, first of all, skin cancer, uh, while it can be deadly, uh, it has a 99% cure rate. So it's it's important to, to get catch it early. It. Catch it early and you're like just fine. So don't be scared. And some people, listen, I get it. I don't want to go get naked in front of anybody, you know, just laying in a cold room or whatever. But these folks, these dermatologists <laughs> are professionals. They're there to look you over, to check for this, yep. and to and to make sure that you're A-OK. So whatever kind of hesitancy you might have about stripping down. Just and like, do it. Just do it. Trout, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But just just kind of saying, folks, you know, then today's you know, the day to raise awareness thing about on. it. You've got the little gown draping, on, and then they, they you know, do it very... Tastefully. Uh, tastefully. I, I hope this means that I got a thorough uh, uh, check, but my, my, my guy, he didn't even... Like I was in my like boxer briefs, Uh-oh. and he did a, a a backdoor peek, like a pull it out, look down, what? little like, and he's got like a little flashlight thing. He's checking on your butt, and then it was <laughs> well, you, I, I think maybe it was he like doesn't a, know. Really, you might sunbathe naked. You don't know. He doesn't know. But I know. So I was like, I feel okay with that. And I don't even remember that there was too much of a front situation inspection. But it certainly wasn't like he was changing the oil down there. I mean, it was just like, all right, we yeah. good. No big brown spots or anything like that. All and right, I, moving on. I, you know, the other thing is that I always like to remember, too, that these folks, I mean, these dermatologists, they're amazing. And they, they like, every day. And this is just like another day at the factory. Like, you right. know, mm-hmm. it's another butt. Yeah, moving do on. It. What you know makes it? your butt so special? Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> cool. You got a butt. Also, yes. just want to give a shout out, you know, to all the cute UV protectant clothes that are available. Ooh, that is to so cover yourself. True. I got long sleeve swimsuits. Yeah, and they're cute. So right. if you want to stay fashionable and covered up from the sun. There are ways now. Holly, Holly, that's a great tip. Yes. Oh, row in the building. Mm -hmm. Can I do two quick mentions of some movies? Real fast. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay, so one's a, you might want to check it out, and and the other one is a, please go watch this movie. So I'll start with the ho-hum. It's called (laughs) Clock, and it's on Hulu, and it's about a woman who's feeling all this pressure to get pregnant. Oh, oh. I think biological clock. The clock is ticking. Yeah, and so like she's living her fabulous life, honey, and she's like a boss at work and she's got a hot husband and everything's wonderful, but like her dad and like her friends are like, when are you going to get pregnant and have babies? And and it's a horror movie, so like some weird stuff ensues. She goes and gets this controversial therapy and starts seeing things. It's weird. It's weird, but it's good. I don't know. I, I We watched so it. So is this like a Rosemary's Baby situation? It's, if you're like demon baby? There, there is there is never a baby. I will tell you that. But, okay. but it's just, it really, uh, weird stuff starts happening to her. But if you're interested in that kind of scary genre, that's for you. Is that a must or a... This is the... That's the Okay. Yeah. Uh, this other one, it's, it's about, it's called Boston Strangler and it's on Hulu as well. And th- uh, maybe it's just because I'm in the journalism profession, but this is about, it's like Largely based, in fact, about the Boston Strangler. And it tells the story of the female, the women journalists who are working at this paper, the Standard American or whatever, and they uncover this story. Um, And there are so many, I love period stories, movies, it's in the 60s. It's based, in fact, and I mean, I learned things about the whole Boston Strangler scare that I didn't really realize before. And, I mean, I'm like a, a huge fan of women and back in the 60s, you know, these ladies were working on the lifestyle desk at this newspaper. And this woman reporter, who's amazing, the younger one, go- goes and, hey, boss, like, 
These two women were strangled in Boston. Maybe there's something to this. Can I look like into a it? Connection. And he's like, you're on the lifestyle desk. Go review the new toaster from Sunbeam. You know? Right. And she's like, what the heck? But turns out she teams up with another woman and they crack this story open and they're just being like, oh, okay. Boss I like journalists. this sounds good. This yeah. sounds really good. Yeah, so Boston Strangler on Hulu and uh those are my recommendations and thank you for having me. <laughs> And thank the, you, The Sunbeam Toaster reference, <laughs> I think, good. is the winner. No, and it's funny because then she begrudgingly takes the toaster, and then she's like, the next scene is her like making toast, but she's still working on the murders. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'll show him. She's <laughs> a multitasker. Thank she's you. My Matt Belanger, everybody. Be on the TV tomorrow morning at 4.30. All right. Woo. When we come back, we will tell you why Tony Danza is a big jerk. That, and if you see something, say something. Good morning, welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Monday edition of the Donna and Steve Show. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Ooh, this story's gonna make us mad. Here it comes. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Oh, man. This really bums me out because I've always really liked Tony Danza. Here's what happened. They were, uh, there was a red carpet event. New York, New York. I think it was like the opening night. Mm Mm-hmm. On Broadway. And there is a host named Rye Myers who was, you know, doing the red carpet, you know, interviews and all that. And Tony Danza was just a jerk to him. And he was all excited. This yeah, Rye Myers so was all excited. excited and was exuberant. Do you want to hear the full thing? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. I'm Rye. How you doing? We're right here. How are you folks doing tonight? Well, excited. It's so great, right, to be in, uh, here at New York, New York? Absolutely. Right. Just saw John Relax Peter. a little. You're more excited than we are. Take it easy. It's exciting. It's a great night. I know, night. I know, I know, I know. Okay. So what's your um, favorite uh, Kander and Ed moment in musical theater? I just had it. I was hugging him. Isn't that something else? I just had it, yeah. Now, what's your favorite New York City staple food item? Is it a pizza or hot dog? You know what? You got to do money. You got to come up with better questions. Come on, let's go. I got to go. Thank you, Tony. And he I just walks mean, off. And not only that, but he's like touched his face like in a condescending way. Yeah, I didn't love that. No. And you could, I don't know if that was his wife with him, but you, I would just assume that she was like, honey, that was rude what you just did. I would hope. That, that just to break someone's spirit like that. Yeah. Just. Oh, it makes me so mad. We don't like that. We don't like that, and neither did Michael Bublé. <clears throat> That's right. Michael, um, he had um, wrote in the comments of that, like, um, what did he say again? I'm looking at it. Oh, he said, um, I think you're amazing, Rye. I'll have a pizza with you. Let's not invite Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I uh. mean... Why can't you just give the guy a break? Yeah. You know, I I get it. Tony Danzo is probably agitated. You know, it's New York. You know, everything is rush, rush, rush. Who knows if he was having a bad day or if he was running late. But put it aside. Yeah. 
There was a band a few years ago, a band that was, I think, getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they had a similar thing where they encountered a very excited reporter who was so excited that they were finally getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they hit back with essentially like a, okay, buddy, you're much more excited than we are. It felt a little different, though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I heard, if I could remember what band that was, maybe it would feel the same. But I, I do think when someone is excited, I don't like the fact that you could hurt their feelings when they're really just like jazzed to be there. And like you said, you know, sort of crushing somebody's spirit in that moment. Although Rye seemed to take it well. And he, to, you know, he posted it on TikTok. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure he was, and, and now he's getting, you know, attention from it. So I'm sure he wasn't home crying in the corner. Well, you could tell still. when he turned around in that clip, he was just kind of like, eh, like, I almost feel like it was like fake smiling to like cover yeah. the embarrassment. Oh, yeah. He looked away and was like, what just happened? Yeah. What just happened to me? Yeah. Oh, And, and it's like chaotic, <laughs> you know, but... Yeah. So what? Yeah, it, don't do the uh, don't do the slap on the face. The uh, you know the 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 playful slap, but it did feel a little with the context of all that. Yeah, felt a little condescending, a little demeaning. Like, hey, hey, listen up, kid, get some better questions and then get back to me. I'm Tony Danza. Yeah, I mean, I, anytime I've interviewed him, which was one time. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool. Way to he was just it. very sweet, very energetic, very enthusiastic. And so to see that is like, come on. Maybe it's a bad night for Tony. Maybe we don't have to change the entire narrative on Tony Danza. Maybe it's just a little bad moment that he had. Yeah. I Maybe hope... he's still overwhelmingly nice to people. I hope so. I don't yeah. know. I've never interviewed him, Don. I'm not over here name dropping my who's the boss run-ins. <laughs> you usually are. Um, so did you watch the movie A Man, a Man Called Otto? No, you would have loved it. I spent two separate flights. I pulled up a man called Otto, didn't even plug my headphones in, and was just watching it to see if the rumor that I had heard is true, which is, is the childhood church that I went to and the church that I got married in actually in this? And then you were saying, I don't even remember a church scene. So then I'm going through, I'm trying to scrub through it with my finger on the plane back thing, and it would not allow me to do it. It would not. So there I was just incessantly just trying to do it. And then if, if I did, it would go forward like 50 minutes. And then when I would try to just slide it back just a little bit, it would go back 48 minutes. It was brutal. So anyway, oh my God. that's the flight there. Flight back, I'm like, let's try this again. Now I have a better touch screen in front of me, and I do scrub all over. Front, back, all of it. I'm looking for it. Finally, it's essentially the last scene in the movie. Yes. It's the final scene. And that, and then they show that there's a there's a funeral that's happening at this moment. And then it's this nice wide view of, of this beautiful St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Oakmont. Really beautiful church. Uh, it's been around since the 1800s. And they show a nice wide view of the inside of that uh, that sanctuary and then they also show they go out into kind of like some of the halls where there would be classes before church or sunday sco- uh, um, uh, coffee hour which is what it was called coffee hour after the service so yeah it was kind of it was nostalgic it took two flights and a whole lot of scrubbing why and by the way just watch a damn movie oh i don't have time for that <laughs> it's Donna. a really it's a steve kind of movie oh it's a very sweet movie i watched bits of it in uh in silence 
too. So I never, I don't think I plugged in and listened at any point. Maybe, oh no, maybe I did at the very end. At the very end, during the funeral scene, I was listening. What were you doing that you were so busy? Just like not paying attention to a two-hour movie. I just had to look around. I had to lean lean my head against the chair, (laughs) look around again, walk in on some lady, go into the bathroom. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Thank you. We are getting emails, by the way. Thinking about walking in on the lady. She was wearing a black shirt, is all I remember. <laughs> Somebody asked what was she was wearing. I she, black shirt. No pants. I don't. I think I think there were knees involved, and um, and just us looking at each other. Us, we had never met, and our first time meeting was her sitting on a toilet, looking up at me. And she says, I'm sorry. I say, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I hope she recognized you for who you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> better. Oh. And then I just walked away. And then I thought, you know, the people around us, I'm sure the people in the seats nearby saw what happened, right? That guy came back to use the bathroom, opened the door, quickly closes the door. Oh, man, that was tough. Sorry, anyway, Steve. Yeah, we do have some great, great responses. So you can continue to email us, Donna and Steve Show at mytalk1071.com. I have a story. All right. I, I mean, I have a story for later. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't think I... And then I was like, oh, yeah, you forgot about that whole situation involved a massage. Oh, no. And a shower. Oh, <laughs> Donna. I have a feeling we might need two segments for that thing. I, no, honestly, goodness, I feel like you're getting responses, I'm getting responses. So we'll get into it in the 11 o'clock. Hour. All right. I Maybe 11.15. All, right. All right. Embarrassing things that happened to you while traveling. Yeah. Um, Holly's going to go cry in the bathroom. Bye. Bye, Hopefully Steve won't walk in on her. Oh, <laughs> I won't. Please don't. Uh, we'll, have a, the door. we'll have a dirt okay. alert with the big Zamboni when we come right back.